welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. Here at Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I am Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer at the Center for Victory, here with my guest, Greg Fuhrer. Uh, I know, Greg, before we get started, you have some disclosures that you have to make, so I'm excited to jump into this, but let's get that out of the way so we can get into the meat and potatoes of this, buddy. The joys of my industry, I have to read a legal disclosure. So I am Greg Fuhr. I am an owner, and I'm also the Chief Executive Officer at Baritung Advisors. I offer securities and investment products and services through Waddell and Reed Inc., a member of FINRA and SIPC. Baritung Advisors is a separate entity from Waddell and Reed. All right, thank you. <laughs> it's always the fun part of being on podcasts for me is reading that disclosure. Absolutely. And we understand that, but I'm excited about talking to you today because our, our theme for the month of February is really get your heart right. And I'm very inspired by how you do that and uh, how you've established your core values and how you live them out um, in, inside of your company. And I really believe it's important to be aligned with, with your values because then your heart is centered. Uh, before we jump into this, uh, I want to start with a quote from Roy Disney who said, uh, it's, it's not hard to make decisions when you know what your values are. And, and hopefully this sounds complimentary, Greg, but you know, whether, whether people like you or not, you, at least they know where you stand because you're very firm in that. I appreciate that. Um, and that's very complimentary towards you. Thank you. And I hope you take it that way. So that, and that's why I have you on today because uh, we want to talk about core values and how that inspires the heart but also how you live those out because it's, it's pretty cool and it's very inspiring to me and other people uh, we'll start with this question here I would like for you to actually help me and the listeners understand the importance of core values or what you believe the importance of core values are well that's an excellent question it's something I'm very passionate about and when I give the context of what I believe core values should be, I'm going to give the corporate context. And by corporate context, I mean if some type of business entity, whether it's a nonprofit, a for-profit, having core values. But I think the key thing to take away from this before I give that context, I believe you should have a personal set of core values, a family set of core values, as was on your podcast back in December, and you should also have a corporate set of core values. All three of them should be uniquely different but they should all be congruent. They should all mesh well together because what I like to do personally might differ some from my family and might differ some from my company. And so we ask people at our company to adhere to our core values or a company, but they might have an additional core values. I think with core values, what people sometimes get lost on is they are your core values. So we have six core values at my company and there's a reason why we have six because we don't believe the average person can focus on more than six things at a time. It's okay to have two core values, three core values, but 10, I don't believe somebody can memorize and more importantly, internalize 10 core values. There's a reason why a phone number is only seven digits long before they created area codes. They did studies on how many numbers that people can memorize. So I think that that's the key. What core values are is they're getting to the core, the heart of what you believe in. A lot of times with companies, they look at core values as a destination to go towards. They look at it as something on a wall that we aspire to be. And I think core values are the exact opposite. You mentioned earlier 
about people in our company making decisions with Walter or with uh, Walt Disney. And that's how I look at core values. They are to quote John Maxwell, guardrails. Yeah. And what that means is you're going down the road, you can swerve left, you can swerve right, but if you hit a guardrail, it's gonna tell you you swerve too much. And that's what those core values are. They're framework that allows, and most importantly, empowers our team to make decisions. When I'm not there or somebody else's leadership is not there, they know what decisions to make as long as they adhere to our core values. So instead of being a destination to go towards, they're the foundation and rock that we live in. To use a biblical reference, there's a rock built on the sand and there's a rock built on the rocks. Mm -hmm. We want our rocks, our house to be built on those rocks and those core values are the foundation that we build everything out. And so I believe when you have a company and it's a first person starting this company, maybe one or two people or three people starting a company, the core values are just a reflection of the owners, the people that founded that company and started that company. If you grow and your company doesn't have core values, it should really be the core values of those in leadership of that company when they decide it. Because that's the personality that happens. Whether you have core values that you recognize or not, you have core values. Mm -hmm. It's about recognizing them. And what those core values, when you take a combination of all of them, it's really that C word everyone loves to throw around, it's culture. And I think that if a company has core values and lives them out, within about five to 15 minutes of being in those offices, for whatever reason you're in those offices, you will know quickly what the core values are. Yeah, and, and I have a couple other questions teed up for you, but before we tee those up, can you just run down your core values of your, of your company? Because the questions that I have afterwards have to do with, with those. So. Absolutely. So our core values is an acronym and the acronym is called teach passion. As we were developing these core values, I actually was against using an acronym because I wanted them to be in an order of importance. And I also wanted them to be what the true core values were, not something that we fit into some type of instrument so that it sounded well. Now, when I did that, there was actually two core values I changed. The person was helping me develop them. They changed professionalism to honor and they changed flexible to adaptable. And the guy that was helping me lead that, me down this path was smart enough to realize that he didn't tell me he was making an acronym. He actually made me think that they were actually a better representation of what I wanted. And it, God has this funny way of working things out. The acronym ended up being teach passion, which is an explanation of our core values. So I throw that out there that it's what our acronym is. It's a big part of what we do is we teach passion but that was God's hand providing us and leading us down that path, not myself. The first one is teamwork. Mm -hmm. And we always describe teamwork as a state of mind, not a group of people. And I can explain these a little bit further when I go through them. But education, uh, we believe that we need to not only educate ourselves, but educate our clients. Uh, they, we, our clients deserve that from us, that we're highly educated, but they also deserve to be educated from us. And then the next one's adaptable. So that's one of the ones I changed from flexible. And that just means that we are going to be flexible and we are going to help clients and meet them where they're at. And same with our employees, but we're never going to be so adaptable that we would adapt from our core values, our mission, our vision, and our why. So those are off limits, but everything else is within limits. Next thing is charitable. So we believe that we have uh, gifts from God that we are to be good stewards with and we need to give back. And a lot of times when people hear charitable, they think of money. 
and we don't think of it as money. We think of it as simple as you're busy and somebody else on the team needs help. That's being charitable with your time. It's about mentoring and developing people below you, both in your industry and your personal life. It's more of a state of mind than it is about a monetary uh, issue. Honor, which could also be stated as the golden rule. It's about putting others ahead of your own self. It's about getting rid of selfish pride and helping others. And then our last one is passion. And we believe that you need to have a passion for life, a passion for helping others, a passion for our industry, and a passion for our company. And on that, you'll notice that the T-E-A-C-H, the teach, are all the first letter, but passion's the word. Because passion is the bedrock, and that's the reason why it's the last one, because all those other ones are useless without the passion. Yeah. And that's good. I mean, I, I, again, I love those. And if, could you take one or two of those, Greg, and just tell us some ways that you all live out those core values? Because that's, I think that's what inspired me to reach out to you to, to do this podcast yeah. is, uh, you know, when, when we, sometimes we just give lip service to those core values, you know, um, you know, we work so hard in developing them sometimes, you know, I know we did, I know you did, and a lot of companies do, and then they just collect dust. It doesn't mean anything. And then that, you know, nobody knows. And then, then it just creates a, a lackluster mediocre culture. But what are some ways that you live out those core values? So I'm going to answer that twofold. I'm going to give you two core values like you asked and tell you those specific ones. But I think as a whole, one of the things we've done as a company to make sure that we live out those core values we have a team meeting every Tuesday morning. It's all hands on deck. We all recite the core values every single meeting, and we leave it up to one of the team members to pick one core value and recite in our own words what that means to them. So that's one of the ways that we live them out as a team and they don't just collect dust. The second way is all the employees of our company, their quarterly review that they're scored on for their compensation actually is how they score on the core values. So all six core values are scored on a scale of one to 10 and we take the average of that scale one to 10 and where they're at, that's what their bonus structure is based upon. So they have to live out the core values to get their bonus. The other thing that we do is we actually have a trophy called the Teach Passion Trophy that we give out annually at our retreat. And it's a representation of our logo and our core values on there and leadership votes on who lived out their core values the best that year. So that's one of the ways we stay constantly reminded. But two of the ways that we live out our core values, the easiest ones for me to go to would be passion. We have a passion for our industry. And so one of the things that not only myself, but all the members of leadership will do is we help people in our industry that will never join our firm, that will never create revenue for our firm because we want to mentor and develop other people in our industry. We believe that we're in a noble profession. And when our profession's better, the whole world's better. So we will take a, a lot of our time and spend it on people, other companies, making them better because we are so passionate about our industry. We spend time lobbying in Harrisburg on behalf of our industry. We spend time lobbying in DC on behalf of our industry. I serve on the Financial Planning Association board here in Pittsburgh and spend countless hours and devote my time to furthering our profession. So that's one way that we as a company are showing how passionate we are about the industry. The other one that I think that's the easiest one for us to do is charitable. And I think that one of the things is you can't force somebody to be charitable. So we create opportunities for our employees to give back. We create events. So one of the ones, Eric, you and I have talked about 
is there's a ministry called Howard International Ministries. It's been a big part of my life for about roughly 14 years. And so one of the things our company has decided is the first Saturday of every month, we get together, we purchase all the food, we prepare all the food, and we serve all the food, and we meet the, the needy in Pittsburgh right on the streets. And we give them that food. We don't ask who they are. We don't ask why they need it. We just give them that along with a short gospel message. We can't force our employees to be part of it, but we can talk about it a lot, and we can mention it to them all the time, and we can invite them. And guess what ends up happening? They want to come. We actually have past employees of our firm that come down and help out because they're so moved by that. Yeah. So they not only lived that core value when they were here, they've had it change their life. <laughs> and I think the other way that we do that from a charitable standpoint of view, if you have a charity you're really involved in, take a day off. If you're serving on a board, go and take that time in the middle of the day. If you need to print out some flyers for that, let us know you're doing it. Let us know what the context asks for it. We're going to put you and put you in that position to do that. And we have a lot of future plans as we grow as a company. We want to uh, somehow create a pool of money that each year our employees can say that I want that pool of money in my name to go to this charity. And they take that entire day off and we allow anyone else that wants to celebrate that charity. And we all go and help that charity give them that check. Wow. We're not there yet, but that's our future goal for the next five years. That's awesome. I love what, what you all do. With um, And I'm glad you shared that. And he, here's the last question. Right. And I think you already answered this, but if you want to dive deeper into it, mm -hmm. um, how does it impact your heart living out those core values? How does it impact your heart and the heart of your employees? Absolutely. That's, that's a great question. I can tell you that one, it creates a sense of culture in the office that makes people proud to work there. When you show up every day, no matter how stressed you are, and you feel like you're making a difference in this world, you are going to be connected. You're going to be that word we always like to use in employment, engaged. Yep. It creates engaged employees because they understand what your company's about. And the thing it does, if you don't have the same core values, or more importantly, congruent, because it can be different, but they have to be congruent. People that don't like it, it's such a strong culture, they end up leaving on their own. Yeah. You don't have to fire them. You don't have to have the tough conversation. They want to exit stage right because they know it's no longer a place they want to be. So it goes two ways. A lot of times we talk about it makes employees engaged and they want to stay here, but it also becomes a quick litmus test or a weed check, and it allows people that shouldn't be part of your organization to find an exit door because they can feel that culture there. That's great stuff, man. And thanks, thanks for sharing. I don't know if you have any other tips for people real quick before we end. Are there any, do you have any quick tidbits uh, for anybody? I think the biggest thing, and we talk about this a lot in our team, if leadership does not live these core values, nobody will live these core values. So the example I like to give of this, we talk about honor. And the way I explain honor to our team, I say if you're walking across the parking lot and you see trash, pick it up. If you empty a coffee pot and people still plan on drinking coffee, you should fill it up. If you go to park, park the furthest away from the building and leave the other spots for other people. So it's great to say that, and I've heard leadership say that. But then your staff better catch you walking across the parking lot and picking up trash. They better see you parking further away from the office. Just the other day, I had to carry stuff to my truck, and so I parked close to the building. The first thing I did when I walked in my office, I said to my staff, just so you guys know, 
I parked close to the building because I got to carry those four boxes down to my truck. I'm going to be carrying those down. And as soon as I'm done, I'm going to move it away from the building. Now I'm not saying we're not perfect. My assistant just caught me the other day. I put a plate in the sink and I meant to wash it. I got distracted because somebody came in and talked to me and she came in and reminded me of that. But that's the great thing is our culture is so strong. She was able to call me out on yeah. not living that core value. So I think the biggest thing leadership can do is don't create these words and put them on a wall. Don't make it part of your, your employees review. Those things are all important. The biggest thing you can do is just live out those core values so that anyone in leadership, if they had to define you, and you mentioned something earlier, McCall, that people always know where I stand. They may not like it, but they know where I stand. When people describe me, they usually use the words that are our core values. And so that's really what I think the biggest takeaway is, is leadership. You have to live the core values. And then the other thing is you need personal core values. Yep. You spend all this time creating core values for your company, but you never create core values. And how do you have those guardrails? How do you keep yourself in check? And, and the example I love to give of this, uh, Kobe Bryant just passed away on Sunday. It's been all over the news. I was just talking to my wife about this. I look at him as a great example of core values. He cheated on his wife and he admitted it. He said, I made a mistake and I didn't adhere because he had those guardrails. He was able to one, notice he made a mistake, two, admit to it, but three, and most importantly, fix his life. Now, I don't know if he ever cheated on his wife again, but from everything I can see and everything he lived out, he became a great family man and became a great husband. But if you didn't have those values in place, how can you recognize when you make mistakes? Right. Because you will deviate from the path. And the only thing to do is give yourself some guardrails. And when you hit those guardrails, you're going to feel that bump and you're going to get back in. And that keeps you from going over the cliff. Wonderful. I'm going to wrap it up with another quote from actually the King Elvis Presley, believe it or not. He said, values are like fingerprints. Nobody's are the same, but you leave them all over everything that you do. Um, that's all for today, folks. Greg, thanks again. Hopefully you can come My back pleasure. on the show again. We love having you on. Folks, thanks for watching. Uh, make sure you leave the video a like and leave a comment down in the comment section below, please. We'd also appreciate it if you hit that little subscribe button as well as the bell icon to get notified when we post next. If you'd like more information, uh, visit us at centerforvictory.com. And remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. See you soon.